Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jim Tomain is the executive director of Wyoming Valley Sanitary Authority. And I want to say this up front. As soon as I called and said, can you answer questions? They said, yes, we'll be on the air when you want us. Jim, thank you for at least being accessible. Frank, no problem. Uh, I just uh, want to let you know I have our Director of Business and Finance here, Sandy Bartoshevitz, and Jeff Colella is here as well. He's our Stormwater Division Manager. Okay, we only have till 6 o'clock. We'll try, <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and get all the questions in for all of you. The first question I want to ask, which may be, may be simplistic or trite, but where, where did this thing originate? Who said we have to pay this stormwater fee? Uh, this, this goes back to uh, uh, essentially a consent order between... Uh, the Chesapeake Bay Foundation and the EPA, uh, going back at least uh, 10 years or more. Okay. And and is it going to be an annual fee every year? Um, Yes, it is. And as part of, you know, the requirement, this this is a a permit for each of our 32 municipalities that are in the stormwater region, uh, you know, that we've undertaken. So there's 32 permits for one for each of the municipalities that are part of this program. Okay. I I hope I can express this question the way people are asking it, but, but, but people have sent this question in and said, okay, I got the bill from Wyoming Valley Sanitary Authority, but then I got, I got one from Wilkes-Barre sewer and I got one in Pittston. I'm getting double billed. Can you explain that? Why people are getting billed twice? Well, it's, um, they're basically different. They're being billed for different services. Okay, each, uh, uh, some member towns have what they call, consider municipal maintenance for their individual collection systems. That's one bill that they may be receiving from the municipality. Uh, WVSA happens to be the billing agency for those type of bills because uh, simply that we're doing it uh, for the towns, but it's actually uh, that money is going to provide those maintenance services for the collection system lines themselves. So that's one type of bill. Then there's a bill for that the sanitary authority has been, you know, billing for for the last 50 some years, and that is uh, for conveyance and treatment of the wastewater, okay? So that's a bill that most people are used to seeing as well. And then now recently, because of, you know, these permits and the uh, stormwater uh, cleanup process, you know, we've we've added a stormwater fee to cover uh, the cost to make, you know, clean up the environment and and, uh, cover the permits that are required for the next five years. And it's the federal government that's ordering you to do this? It's, it's a DEP permit 
which has worked its way down from EPA, yes. Okay. I've invited Mark Davis uh, from our newsroom to be here with questions as well, Mark. But, Jim, you, you have to understand from the homeowner, and I live in Pittston, so I got two bills, and the city bill went up more than the Wyoming Valley Sanitary Authority bill. So how many people and how many agencies does it take to collect this same fee? It doesn't seem to be right because I think people can understand one. But when you've got the Wilkes-Barre Sewer Authority, the Pittston Sewer Authority, the Plain Sewer Authority, and all these other authorities also hiking their bills as a homeowner... We got whacked big time because you do a lot of billing for all those other agencies. So we get your bill and then we get the other bill and they're both up. I, under, I understand what you're saying. But again, those bills are for totally different services. We just happen to be the billing agent, say, for the municipal maintenance a bill that went up. We were kind of unaware of that as well. I, you know, I was not made aware that, you know, the city maintenance bill was, was, was going to go up. And each municipality controls that on their own. That's not something that we really have a say in. So are you saying that the municipalities took advantage of the timing and just hiked their bills? Because we've been paying the same fee for a maintenance fund in Pittston for years, and now it jumped considerably more than what I'm going to be paying to you guys for the stormwater management fee. I, I really don't think that's the case. I think if you spoke with them directly, they have scheduled maintenance projects on you know, their sewer systems that they need to address. Uh, a lot of the infrastructure in Wyoming Valley is more than 50 years old. There's water lines as well as sewer lines. Some of them are hundreds of years old. And for many, many years, uh, you know, they've been out of sight, out of mind. And that's just the, the sewer infrastructure. Uh, but there comes a time where, you know, it's, it's reached its useful life and simply has to be replaced. Otherwise, there's going to be environmental, you know, problems. No, and, no. and that's something that when it happens... Uh, DP does not take lightly to that, and they need to be addressed uh, beforehand. And again, that's a separate fee for a separate service controlled by the municipalities. But if there only had been some better coordination as to when some of these fee increases would have gone in, knowing full well that you guys were under a federal mandate to collect this fee and add it on to our regular Wyoming Valley Sanitary Authority bill... But it just seems like everything's Poor coming timing, down if nothing else, to the homeowner yeah. at once. And you've got the whole tax situation, which we talk about in this show almost every day about property taxes. You have people that can't afford their property taxes and now their sewer bills are going through the roof. It just seems like you've had a couple of years to work this out. And I'm not finding fault with you guys, but it just seems like the coordination just wasn't there because you sound as surprised as a homeowner's are when these bills were both hiked at the same time with the same billing cycle. I mean, I can't uh, tell you much more that each each town controls its own municipal maintenance uh, billing cost, and uh, we do in some cases do the billing for them, but we have no 
vote or control over their maintenance fees. Jim, can you can you explain how the bills are figured out? This, I mean, who the heck knows what an impervious area is, and how do you know? I mean, like I joked with the one woman who called with the, said she had a, a a trailer home. Did you guys fly over to find out what the impervious impervious areas are in each property? How do you know? We 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 actually did exactly, Frank. You hit it the nail on the head. Uh, we we did uh, roughly a 300 mile flyover, and we were you know from the flyover we have data, and we were able to determine you know what impervious surfaces existed, and uh, and you know it could be a roof, it could be a sidewalk, uh, it could be a, a concrete or asphalt. In some cases. Uh, you know, driveways that are compacted hard with vehicles running over them, even though they may be stone, uh, still the water will drain off them and create pollution. So uh, that's exactly what the impervious surfaces are, what you uh, think that water will, will not drain through, and it drains off. All right, Jim, and, let me ask you this. this. This bill is a federal mandate, and according to the pamphlet I received from you guys, it's supposed to be done over the next three to five years, right? But this correct. is gonna, a fee that's not going to stay the same, I would imagine. Like everything else, it's going to go up as time no, goes no, on? No, 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 I don't. I mean, I don't. Um, we and the authority as a whole, it's our intention to keep this bill steady for the permit cycle, which is a five-year cycle. Uh, we have not built any increases into our business model. Um, we'll, we'll do our absolute best to contain it for five years. And, uh, you know, we don't anticipate a change in that fee. Now, Jim, the first call that we got at, at a couple of minutes after three was from a guy who said, there's no buildings, there's no concrete, there's no nothing on this property, and he still got a bill. And then we got a bunch of texts here that said, based on what you said, so my empty lot with nothing on it is chargeable? H how do you determine that? Well, the only thing I could say is, if that is the case, there's no old foundations, there's no garages, there's no pavement, there's no nothing that would be considered an impervious surface on that lot, then you should call our uh, stormwater department and we would send an inspector out to verify uh, that is a fact. And if that is a fact, then we would adjust his bill accordingly. Okay, now that brings up the next question. If, if people do call and you want to send an inspector out, do they have to pay this appeal fee? And why is there a fee for an appeal? And why is it a graduated appeal for Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3? Okay, there, I'll let Jeff Colella, he's our division manager, uh, handle that one, but he'll explain that to you. Okay. Okay, Frank, so the... The appeals, there's something called a technical review, and then there's just a normal appeal. A technical review, it would be a what they consider a tier three, so that's a larger property that has over 7,000 square feet of impervious area. So that's a different appeal process. For the regular homeowner, for your standard homeowner, if they had a question, they had an appeal. The first appeal in our rules and regulations costs nothing. It's free. 
The second appeal would actually cost a fee. So if we came with a decision that wasn't to your liking, that you still disagree with after we came out and surveyed your property, you have the right to appeal to an appeals board that is, you know, manned by a three-person board, and they can hear your case, and, you know, it kind of gives you a second shot if you disagree with the internal findings of the authority. Okay, so is that true for, for now we had a farmer that called and said, right. you know, he's, he, his water drains into his fields, mm -hmm. and he was under the impression that he had to pay $2,500 for an appeal. That is, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. So his first appeal is free. That's correct. Okay, now, it brings up this question, and, and I know it's tough. I imagine that based on what you just said, your office is going to get a gazillion appeal calls. How fast can you do these? And, and do people not pay until they get the inspector out? They would, if they did not get a decision before the bill was due, they would still have to pay the bill. What we have going right now is for the first nine months of this program, if you appeal something and you win the appeal, you'll be retroactively credited from the from January 1st, from the beginning of the appeal. Uh, I'm sorry, the beginning of the bill. So let's say in you put in a appeal a month from now, and a month and a half later you won your appeal. We will credit you back from January 1st. And can I ask one question too? Going forward, mm -hmm. as, as a homeowner and a, a rate payer, yeah. I think it, it, I, I, I'm sure you guys did all you could with the, the pamphlet that we received in the mail, mm -hmm. but the public still got caught by surprise by this. And as this goes forward, the more public education stuff you can do, the better off you're going to be. And at the end of the year, it would be great if you produced an annual report showing how much was collected and what that money was used for, because people just see this as another tax. I know it's not a tax, it's a fee, and you guys are following EPA guidelines from the federal government, I get that. But if, if, if people would see where the money was going and the good that it's doing and will do as you guys go forward, I think that would soften the blow a little bit. And we got several, several people texting that saying they wanna see a report of how the money is spent, where it's going. Um, first off, we have to send a yearly report into DEP. Uh, saying everything that we are doing that will be available on our website. And currently, if you go on our website, we have actually already started this part of this program um, prior to the fee going out. And if you go on our website, we have what we have been doing. Um, we've been doing storm basin cleaning, street sweeping, storm basin rebuilding. And as these projects, these green infrastructure projects go on, you can look at our website and we're going to be having pictures. Um, you know, we're going to have information on where this money is going and what is being done with the money. And that's WVSA.org? That's correct. Okay. Oh, okay, gentlemen, hang on a second. We got to take a break, but we have a bunch of more questions and we'll come back with a, with a few more questions for you. So hang on. Jim Tomain and some of his uh, uh, officials from the Wyoming Valley Sanitary Authority are with us. Uh, if you have a text question, 883-0098-1-800-437-0098. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more questions about this stormwater fee next on WYL. Okay. All right, we're back with some questions about the stormwater feed. Jim Tomain and, and some of the officials from his office are on the line. WILK's Mark Davis is here with me. Uh, Jim or whomever, can you basically explain, somebody wants to know, just, just kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of what the different tiers are and who they are. Want to go with that? No, you could run. Okay, so there's... 
there's tier zero, which has which pays nothing. And that goes from zero square feet of impervious area to 99. Tier one would be 100 square feet to 499 square feet of impervious area. That pays $1 per month, so $12 for the year. You have tier two, which is most homeowners fall into, which would be 480 a month or 5760 a year, which is between um, 500 and 6,999 square feet of impervious area. And then tier three, which would be 7,000 square feet of impervious area and up, that is billed at $1.70 for every 1,000 square feet of impervious area. Okay. Now, now, tier three hits a lot of farmers. Is there any, any way that people get a discount? Is there any kind of mercy for people who are financially struggling, senior citizens? Um, good question, Frank. In our rules and regulations, we, there's a credit policy. And depending on uh, the particular use of the land, there are different credits offered um, to you know, large property owners. Uh, in some cases, uh, they can do simple items to reduce their bill. Uh, they can do small drainage basins. Or if we were to partner on a project or use a piece of their land, say, for a stormwater park or something like that, we could partner and offer credits to some of the larger stakeholders. So there are ways that they could reduce their bill. Um, we don't have a senior citizen's discount, but we do offer a 2% annual discount uh, if the bill isn't paid in its you know, entirety. Okay. We, we have questions, and, and, and again, it's, sometimes it's a little awkward for me to try and translate the text here. But someone suggested that they read on your website that most of this money is going to be used for education. But is the, are there projects that will actually clean up the river? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a misnomer. Uh, there's several facets to this program. There's uh, what are the six minimum controls? Uh, there are roughly, we estimate, 65 pollution control larger projects as part of this program. Uh, obviously, there's, we must map all the stormwater systems in the 32 municipalities, which includes manholes, drainage uh, basins, swales, culverts, outlet pipes to creeks and streams. There's a tremendous amount of GIS mapping uh, to this program. So there's a, 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 lot of, a lot of facets to it. The BMPs, as they call it, best management practices, are really the green infrastructure projects, uh, which will reduce sediment and in turn reduce your nitrogen and phosphorus that ultimately gets into our creeks, streams, and rivers. Now, given the backlash that has started with the consumer, the industrial and the businesses bills haven't gone out yet, right? They're going out in the middle of this month, correct? Uh, yes, they'll go out uh, approximately around January 11th. And it goes back to Frank's other question about you could get deluged with appeals because businesses are going to get hit with this. And obviously their impervious areas are going to be their parking lots and all those paved areas. So some of their bills are going to be rather substantial, right? That's, cor that's correct, Mark. And we've 
had no less than 60 meetings with some of our larger stakeholders. Uh, you know, we've uh, been in the newspaper. In some cases, we met personally with them. We sent certified letters out. Uh, we've been, you know, reaching out and actually doing this program for uh, almost six months now. Okay. And we've been getting feedback back in those same partnering opportunities that are in our rules and regulations become even more important when it, um, you know, comes to the larger stakeholders. Jim, I'm, I'm going to ask you to hold on one more second. We've got to take a break, but we have lots more questions, and we'll get back to this. Jim Tomain and some of his officials from the Wyoming Valley Sanitary Authority were asking questions about this stormwater fee. We're inviting you to send us your questions by text 8830098, and we'll be right back. All right, we are talking to uh, Jim Tomain, Wyoming Valley Sanitary Authority, about the stormwater fee. For those of you that have uh, just tuned in, about 70,000 bills went out and more are going to go out. And we're trying to get questions about how it was determined and the appeal process. And Jim has a, a, a group of staff members there and they're answering questions. Now, Jim, here's here's a really big question. One, one person texted and said... Uh, the biggest impervious areas are the road systems. Who's going to pay the rain tax on the road system? And are the municipalities and the various government agency or offices going to be billed? Because if they are, they're going to then pass it along to the taxpayers, and they're going to get whacked again. Okay, so that's, that's two separate questions. And, and it kind of you answered the question yourself. The roads, any state road or local road is exempted from the fee because if they paid the fee... The only people who would pay it would be the taxpayer who would once again have to pay the town to pay for the fee. So it kind of it kind of doesn't make logical sense to do that. So state roads, local roads are exempted from the fee. However, township owned buildings, uh, DPWs, borough buildings do get built. So buildings are being built of the towns. The roads themselves are not. So that would include any city hall or any municipal building in a given town? Correct. So they'll have some liability, but not as much as they would if the roads were taxed. Exactly. And also, and another point I just want to make that kind of goes along with this, is that everybody is getting a bill. There are no exemptions. <laughs> there are no exemptions. Correct. There are no exemptions. Uh, even WVSA has their own printed bills for their buildings and our parking lots, et cetera. We are going, we have bills in hand already. Right, but you're rate-based uh, municipality authority, so really the ratepayers are contributing to that too because that's just one of your operating expenses, correct? Yes, that's true, yeah. But everybody's getting a bill. Now, since the pro since we started this program, I I've been on your website, and there's a banner on your website that says, important call volume alert. We are experiencing a significant increase in call volume in emails. So now, now, if people, you know, are hearing you talk about, you know, calling and asking for an appeal, what do you, what do you suggest? Because if they're going to call and get a busy signal for a couple of days, what do they do next? Well, you can, my advice is first would be to call. If you're having trouble getting in, I would email on our website. There's a number of ways to, to, you know, contact us through email, and we will get back to you. We usually have a 24-hour return time, so we try to answer every email within 24 hours. 
um, you know, just either to ask a question or to get a phone number to, so we could speak to you um, or to get more information or to answer your question if, you know, we can answer it right from the initial email. And how did you step up for this? Because you had to anticipate That's a good question. the volume I mean, yeah. you're getting. I mean, maybe it's exceeded your anticipation, but if you have extra staff members assigned just to take calls and answer emails and that kind of thing for customer service? What we, what we did today to make an adjustment is uh, we, we had the calls coming through our business office yesterday, and due to some of the overwhelming number of calls, uh, we brought in uh, all the stormwater technicians that we have. We brought them to the Kingston location, and as people uh, were calling, we ramped up to about 15 phones. Uh, to handle some of the volume. In addition, we had people here at the business office that sat with customers uh, if they had individual uh, specific questions about their bills. So we uh, did ramp up since the uh, initial day, yes. Since you, since you mentioned the appeal process and you, you answered the question because people were worried about that $25 fee and the $2,500 fee, and you said the first one is free. We've got a gazillion questions about that. And, and one of the questions is, how many inspectors do you have? Like, is it going to take years and years and years to go out and follow these up? No, we have we have uh, you know a significant amount of inspectors. Um, it's we have a time limit that is built in our rules and regulations of within uh, ninety days that we have to have a response to your to your inquiry. Um, obviously, you know as the volume of appeals drops down, the time frame will speed up. Um, I'm hoping to keep it under sixty day response. So. You know, if you have an appeal, uh, you know, it's pretty much first come, first serve. Jim, um, people are asking, are, are other counties going to wind up seeing this at some point? I mean, you guys, you guys are doing it. Are we going to see it in Scranton? Are we going to see it up in Bradford County? Is this something that's just going to going to happen everywhere? Frank, um, this is starting to go all over the state. So it is going to be up into Lackawanna County. Um, through Scranton, uh, Dunmore, Clark Summit, that area. Uh, currently, there are 19 stormwater authorities in Pennsylvania, and you're going to see that grow through the next two years. Um, the latest one to start is in Allentown. So Allentown has one, Lancaster, Philadelphia. So it's going to become more and more prevalent throughout the state. And the criteria is just to clean up waterways. So in Lackawanna County, it'll be to clean up the Lackawanna River. Is that how this works? Right. So any tributary to the Chesapeake Bay has to be the sediment going to the to the rivers and the streams that adjoin the bay have to be reduced by 10 percent. So no. that is that is how that's. The regulatory. Now, now we, we had questions that said, wait a minute, this guy called from Harding and said there are places there that dump raw sewage into the into the river. And someone said, well, wait a minute, how do you control what Binghamton does? I mean, is this a never ending process? We can we really fix the problem? I mean, we we're we're going to try to start fixing the problem. I can't answer for Harding or for anywhere else that, you know, an area that I don't control or, you know, the Wyoming Valley Sanitary doesn't control. I mean, those are issues also, you know, uh, combined sewer overflows, stuff like that. They're all issues, but this one specifically focusing on stormwater issues and cleaning up uh, 
sediment. Now, into now, the Mark, Mark has another question, but I want to just say this. Folks, if you're listening, grab a pen because we're going to give you the phone number and the website in just a second. Grab a pen and paper because we're going to give you that information. Go ahead. And Mark. how was it determined which waterways started the fee first? Were you guys just ahead of the curve on this? Were you out of the gate first to do the Susquehanna or was there a timetable set up by the federal and state authorities as to who did what when? The timetable is uh, controlled by the permit process, which is a function of DEP. And for the last 10 years, there has been MF4 permits and, and permits to uh, work on stormwater. But recently, uh, the mandated reductions and the six minimum controls, because uh, our area in general uh, was not proceeding forward quickly enough. And other locations have, you know, also have these sort of mandates and requirements, but it's all controlled uh, through the permit, the DEP permit. So being a fairly large sanitary authority and being the collection authority for 32 municipalities, they kind of pushed and said, you guys got to get on board here because you handle such a large volume of area, correct? Yes, I, I would say that's correct. The people look at the success that we've had as a sanitary authority, um, you know, and, you know, feel that uh, we have the expertise. We were dealing with nutrients, pollutants, nitrogen, and phosphorus over 15 years ago because EPA and, and first came at the local treatment plants before they moved on to the municipalities to reduce or, or limit the, the nitrogen and the phosphorus going to the bay. 15 years ago, we had to do projects at our plant uh, for the operation to cap the amount of nitrogen and phosphorus that we could release from our plant. So it's fair to say that anyone listening who's not in Luzerne County should be prepared that this is coming their way probably in the next several years as the different sanitary authorities roll it out. I would, I would say sooner than that. Sooner than <laughs> okay. that. Okay, okay. so sooner if they didn't get that. it this year, they'll certainly get it next year. Now, I, I have two. I have a final question, which has two parts. Okay. Uh, and, and the first one, you know, is, is kind of a, a tough question, but it needs to be addressed. People said, well, what if I don't pay this? What if I just say I'm not going to pay it? What happens? And then, then after you answer that, uh, please tell people again what they do to appeal and what the process is and give us the phone numbers and websites. Well... We, we would like and hopeful that people would would not not pay. We've tried our very best to keep the rate uh, as low as we could. Uh, we're, if you look at the other uh, particular authorities in the state, you'll are, find that uh, we're significantly lower. But um, unfortunately, this work from the permit standpoint, absolutely needs to be done. It's a requirement that, you know, regulatory agencies have put on the municipalities. So we really cannot uh, choose not to get the work done. Right, so, but, but I mean, you guys, I mean, in, in some sewer authorities, a lien is put on a piece of property if it's not right. paid. Is that possible? In, in our particular uh, position, we would first shut your water off. And then secondly, we would put a lien on the property. Okay. Explain the appeal process one more time and the phone numbers and the website. Then we'll kind of let you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeff, I just want you to know that 
the first step is not an appeal. Okay, there's a, Jeff, there's that again. Right, there's a review process that you could go, you could call us. So you could call the uh, business office at 820-9872, and you could request an appeal, but it has to be for a reason. You can't just say, oh, I, I appeal. Is it that you don't agree with the impervious area? You don't agree with something to do with our calculations? Um, you know, it can't be an appeal. Well, I just don't want to pay the bill. Okay, I understand that, but that's not really an appealable uh, item. So you would go and call our, our number if you're a regular tier two, $4.80 a month customer. If you're a tier three, so you're bigger commercial customers, that would be through, you'd have to fill forms out to, uh, and I don't want to get into that because I know most people listening are homeowners. Right. So um, that's a whole different process. So the main thing would be to get in contact with us, give us the reason that you'd like an appeal. We'll put it in our system, and we're going to send people out to uh, to they're going to come to your house and talk to you and see what your questions are and what you you know you're disputing. Do us a favor, sure. since this is such a new thing and a misunderstood thing from a lot of our listeners' point of view. Keep us up to date. Feel free to call us as this process goes forward because the questions, we, we, we could have done a five-hour show today with all the questions we've had. There will be other questions rolling it out, and I know it's going to be quarterly and everybody's going to forget about it after a couple of weeks, but as the process goes forward and as you do the projects that are being paid for by this fee, call us, let us know, we'll go back, we'll talk about it again so people show where their money's going and what it's being used for. And I appreciate you guys being accessible yes, today. Thank you so much. Thank you very Thanks, much. Guys, appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Have a good afternoon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.